my pretty, and your little dog too. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour. Something's off, you say? Yes, it is. The picture's different. The day is different. What's going on? We have something special for you. Something really special. We're going to start out in doing for Halloween. Halloween's coming. And what have we been missing for the last couple of years? Going out to movies. So I would like to introduce to you the very first, the opening first episode. Yeah, we do not know what we are doing yet. Witches <laughs> movie coven. Yep, indeed. And I have two of the best. But why in the world, as we get into Halloween, do slasher movies get all the credit? We got enough Freddy. We got enough Eddie. We got enough everybody along the way when there are so dang many good witch movies out there. So I brought two experts in the field along with me, and we are going to start the Witches Movie Coven. And we hope you join along. You can join in. We want your opinions. We want your talk. Right now, you are seeing it on Wednesday. Next week, you're going to see it live, where you can talk to us and tell us we don't know what we're talking about and agree with us and give us your favorite movies. Um, but first off, let me introduce the fellow witches of the Witches Coven. First, let me start out with Miss Heather Green. She is the ultimate, ultimate on the book. She is a witch, she is an author, and tell us your book, Heather. Sure, um, thank you. It is Lights, Camera, Witchcraft. Hold on, let me get that in front of the camera. Um, funny enough, um, it is a survey and a critical history of witches in American cinema and television. So I look at which movies in this book, you're going to read about witches um, and warlocks and wizards uh, since the beginning of Hollywood time until today. And so it talks about the history of it, the tidbits you might want to know, as well as, um, you know, just really good stuff and, and how and how some of those movies interacted or displayed and represented actual modern witchcraft as well. Beautiful. Thank you. And our other, our male counterpart is Jason Mankey, also which also an author. Okay, since this is all about movies, what movie did you fall in love with? Was there a movie that led you into your witchy path or were they hand in hand or not? How about you, Heather? Well, um, I think that the movie that uh, really led me to a witchy path or to understanding or to actually not understanding, that's totally the wrong word because you don't understand magic, you feel magic, right? Is to feel, is, is um, was The Wizard of Oz or Sabrina, the cartoon? And I don't know which one came first, so it's hard to say because it was at the same time, but I loved watching these and I was entranced by the magic and the possibilities that came with that and, and all of that. And I really don't think I, I put movies and magic together until the 90s, until the craft and, and finally realized, um, you know, my love of movies and my love of magic were merged at that point by the time the 90s came out. So I think it was, we'll blame The Wizard of Oz at this point. Perfect. And Jason? I don't think there's a particular movie, but I was really fascinated with magic growing up as a kid. I loved TV shows and movies that had magic in it. I loved Dungeons and Dragons when I was really young. <laughs> and that had a magician named Presto and he pulled things out of his hat. And that's the kid that I wanted to be was the one who could pull things out of their hat that were more than rabbits. When I was young, watching Disney movies was a huge like special experience because 
they just they didn't have access to them for a very long time, especially on demand. So when I got to see somebody use magic in a Disney movie, like seeing the sword and the stone or even seeing a wicked witch like Maleficent was a huge deal. You know, those were the people that I wanted to find. Those were the people that I kind of wanted to hang out with, even if they were bad people, <laughs> you know, yeah. with poison apples. So yeah. it, it didn't make me a witch, but it had a huge impact on, I think, eventually wanting to be a witch. Good. Mine was, I, I can't even get past it, anything. It was definitely the Wizard of Oz. I, I was this little bitty thing um, and seeing the magic and somehow I related to it because I was awfully witchy and weird in my childhood with herbs and doing things and talking to dead people. And it just was. And then, you know, not that they had a lot of that in that movie, but it was just like, yeah. I want to come in on a bubble and I want a big pink dress. Really, I think I, immediately I must. I was really little when I. We have to paint my room pink. Glenda's pink. I have to be Glenda. So pink became the thing for decades and decades. So um, all of it, from the the, the, the evil monkeys. Is like, I like the monkeys. I like the this. I like the everything about it. Um, I. Family stuff, I just could not watch like your typical family sitcoms, family dramas that didn't do it for me. But give me the weird stuff and give me the witchy stuff. And it, it just felt like home. So so what we're going to do in our witches movie coven is we're going to take different themes. Every week we're going to talk about new movies, old movies, good witches and bad witches. And is there something in the middle? But I thought this very first week we might talk about 80s witches 80 19 not that there have to be in their 80s but movies made in the 1980s uh there's a whole bunch of them and really some of my favorites there's a lot of them from witches of eastwick to the black cauldron to return to oz the lion the witch in the wardrobe the little mermaid and others so let's start off there 80s witch movies that's great. I'm going to jump in here and give you a little bit of a, a back history on the witch movies from the 80s, because it's a really interesting decade, actually, guys. Um, the It starts out after the witch movie craze of the 70s. So, you know, during when we start out in the 80s, um, the early 80s, we have a little bit of residual of some of the horror and some of the fun that came from the 70s, but it's pretty much gone by that point. I think some of the earliest 80s movies that people might remember that have witches would be like Dragon Slayer, which is already, um, you know, that's we're, we're getting into the sort of high fantasy. And we also have, and I'm, I'm looking at my book for reference because I don't memorize all these lists. Um, one of the great ones that I always like to bring out is Midnight Offerings, which I call a pre-craft movie. So you have a little bit of that going on. But, but you start to get into, in the early 80s, the satanic panic. And so witch movies are a little bit different um, in the beginning because they have that sort of who cares sort of classic stuff going on. They're very much into like Black Cauldron, like you mentioned, fantasy stuff. But by the late 80s, by the 87, 88, you start getting into the high satanic panic movie era. You start to hit Witches of Eastwick and... Um, one of my favorite horror movies, uh, Pumpkinhead. So you start hitting these, these the true satanic panic 80s witches. So it's a really kind of interesting decade to look at. There's so many different things there. There's so many little tidbits of fun in that decade. Oh. Yeah, so what? just for my listeners, a lot of them going, and they're young, Some go, they're going to go, what is satanic panic? So what is satanic panic? 
Wait, Jason, you want to do that one? You're the history guy. Oh, yes. Well, it, this satanic panic began in the late 70s, and then it lasted until the early 90s. And it was a series of untruthful things that were put in people's heads, usually by, like, uh, psychologists and stuff, trying to, un trying to unsuppress hidden memories. And people would talk about being in satanic cults, where they were forced to sacrifice children. There were people who went to jail for decades that ran preschools because there were these ideas that these people were taking children uh, to satanic rituals during the day while their parents were at work, flying them for six hours to do a ritual and then flying them back. And people lost their jobs. They lost their livelihoods uh, because of satanic panic. But it was this real feel there, fear that there was organized Satanism in the United States and that millions of children were being killed every year because of it. Some of the things that we're seeing today, like Pizzagate, are kind of like a new version of Satanic Panic. But Satanic Panic was something people took very seriously. It was on Oprah. You know, people who were practicing witches during that period of time, they had events canceled and were sometimes accused of being a part of this Satanic thing. Uh, it was a very scary time. It's sort of overlooked now, but people you know, really suffered because of it. Yeah. I do remember the, that preschool stuff. It's like, huh, wouldn't somebody yeah. know something that along the way? Um, so anyway, just because explaining again, we're just all moving in this together. We don't expect anybody to know anything or feel anything. But um, I think as far as 80s movies, my favorite really has to be it Witches of Eastwick. That movie, again, that. It's probably number two in my movies anyway, after Wizard of Oz, because number one, I love everybody in it. I love Susan Sarandon. I love Cher. I love Michelle Pfeiffer. These three powerhouse actresses within themselves playing these witches. And then there's Jack. <laughs> and his, I, I have to say, Patty, the, the probably one of the most famous, fam my, my most favorite scenes in, in all of witch moviedom is his scene in the church. When he is talking about how horrible women are and spitting out the cherries as they're doing the spell, that is probably one of the most brilliantly acted scenes that he's ever done. First of all, Jack Nicholson. And one of the most brilliantly brilliantly acted scenes in a witch movie. It's my favorite. It's probably my favorite point in that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, that had an all-star cast. And that is the 80s witch movie that everybody thinks of. And it's so 80s. I mean, they look so 80s. 80s. They were so 80s. I, I love that every decade. Even Big hair. I, I noticed that about movies, whether which movies or not, like all the cowboy movies in the 60s. Why do they have 60s hairdos and 60s makeup when they're supposed to be in the Old West? I could I could rarely ever even get past that. Um, but 80s were, I mean, they were being in the 80s, so they weren't wrong. But that movie, I, I never even look at cherries the same since then. It's like, <laughs> cherries. <laughs> what can I do with these? <laughs> I like that the magic looks like something anybody could do in that movie, too. You know, it's not so out there. Like, anybody can sit and put a poppet, take a poppet and put pins in it, right? I mean, we can all do that. It makes magic really accessible. Yeah, they they did, they learned it. They weren't, um, they weren't biological witches. They weren't witches that were uh, handed down a gene because their moms were witches. They actually yeah. just had kind of, and it's different than the book. The book witches 
I believe, if I remember correctly, were witches right from the beginning in some capacity. But these these women in the movies, they were just hanging out and they were just having a rough time of it. And they had a girls' night and some wine. And over wine, they did a, a spell that conjured the devil. And there you go. So they learned magic. And their hair got higher and higher as <laughs> as they got as they became more and more powerful. Yeah. <laughs> 80s. 80s. I remember. <laughs> That's um, true. Yeah. And just the, the for movie point of view, all where it took you, where it took you on a ride. I mean, a, a witch, a very witchy ride, because we are not just sit around and let things happen to us kind of folks. We are people that make things happen, that we do things. We take fate into our own hands. We move things. And this movie showed it so much for me. That's that's awesome. That, that's a that's a great thing because there's there's a lot of backlash that movie has gotten because it because of the because they felt that you know there's these three women who who then were manipulated by the devil um, and uh, in the end they got all their power from the devil and everything so there's there's a backlash to that movie actually and being very much a an eighties um, satanic panic movie as well so there's a second reading that's come out of that movie but when i was watching it back in the back in the 80s i i thought like you i'm like wow here's these three powerful women with these fantastic curly hair that i wish i had <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that actually took pulled you know that pulled themselves up from their bootstraps and got something done with magic so i think there's a couple of reads you can take from it yeah yeah and of course and that's what people are going to do with everything everywhere mm -hmm philosophy, yep. belief systems along the way. Yep, absolutely. Well, the themes of the movie, though, I think are pretty timeless because a lot of people today, they discover witchcraft just through reading a book and then deciding to do something, right? I mean, it's okay. it's not like a fantastical origin story. It's where half of the people that we know in the witchcraft world probably started doing something just like that, though they probably didn't get Jack Nicholson as the devil. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they were good it was the 80s <laughs> yeah and, and that's exactly right most of us that start dabbling in witchcraft and i'm using dabbling purposefully here is they you just start and you just kind of st pull up a book or something happens you have a girl's night and a glass of wine and all of a sudden you're doing magic and you're like whoa i've heard a lot of those i've heard a lot of people tell that that very same story like you said jason um when they're talking about their origin stories their own personal origin stories with magic Whoops, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but that was good. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Um, no, I was I was like a bit of a seeker. I was because I wasn't raised with a re any kind of belief system or religion, quite the opposite. And I would was trying all this stuff. And again, everything all about Wizard of Oz. But I remember I. I I'm sure I picked up a Scott Cunningham book or something along the way. It was like, oh, oh, th this is what I do. This is what I can do. And then I think I went to a public ritual in Long Beach, like Long Beach Women's Spirit. And I was done. And it's like, and it was women, it was men. It was every everything and the power they took. And I think I, that's what I noticed because I was already a witch by the time Witches of Eastwick came out. And I think that's why I liked it so much. It was like power taking your power not a victim mm -hmm. so what are some of your other movies that stand out to you 80s wise well go ahead jason 
Oh, you see, like the movie that I I thought that I would say would be my favorite um, was going to be Witches of Eastwick, and I was like, oh yeah, then no one else will say that. And of course, you know, we basically start with that and, and kind of settle. Yeah, I loved campy horror movies when I was growing up, and campy horror movie like hosts. So I was really infatuated when they made an Elvira movie. And I don't know if Elvira counts as a witch, but I think Elvira's a witch, <laughs> she does. right? Right? Yes, like she that does. definitely. I think she does. I think she does. Yeah. She counts. Yeah. So oh my. Spending, an, <laughs> spending an entire summer uh, you know, between you know, when I was probably in junior high school watching Elvira Mistress of the Dark every other day. Uh, you know, is was a formative experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I love that witch aesthetic, you know, like she had that witch aesthetic, you know, wearing all the black, you know, she was she was sexy, but like she wasn't naked all the time or anything. Right. I mean, you know, she just knew how to dress and in this enticing way. I mean, as of course, as a seventh and eighth grader, you know, that was probably important to me back then. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Well, she took the Morticia character right. to the next level is into the 80s level let's put it that way because it was the 80s level she took that into the 80s from i can't remember when the adams uh cartoons were originally done um i want to say 40s or 30s the original very original ones and then into the 60s when the show was made and she took that into the 80s so that's who she was she was morticia on 80s uh level um, hairspray Hairspray (laughs) and everything else. Yeah. And she's iconic. I mean, you can't, you can't think eighties movie or or eighties witch characters. I shouldn't say just movies without thinking about Elvira. I think it's interesting because we're talking about all these women and we're talking about the eighties and the eighties were the eighties, the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) Is there any boy witch movies in the eighties? Um, I'm going to bring up one that is from the 80s. It's 89, I believe. It's called Warlock. I don't know if either one of you have seen it. Mm-mm. Well, it looks like you both have a homework assignment we now. We have a homework. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I want reports back. So basically, this is definitely a satanic panic, a high satanic panic movie. It was done, again, at the end of the 80s when the satanic panic was hitting its stride in our culture. And it's about this, and I want to say... I want to say medieval figure that is a warlock and then and and for some reason the entire plot escapes me um but he comes back and um into a more modern era and he's fighting the forces that be he's not a good character but um the one incident that stands out the one scene that i talk about my book is that he is and the reason i talk about is because of the satanic panic is that he um, describes, uh, yeah, and he describes um, the um, making witching, let's see, flying ointment. So I'm sure that you guys have heard of flying ointment. And um, so in this case, the recipe for flying ointment includes the um, fat of an unbaptized boy child so there's a scene where he talks about the wizard of oz with this unbaptized boy child and then after this wonderful scene where he's trying to court this young boy 
uh, you see him flying. So you can imagine what he's done to this child. And that's very much a satanic panic, pull, it plays into the satanic panic fear. Um, so yeah, so remembering now, um, the character is, uh, the main character Warlock is played by Julian Sands. He's blonde hair. Have you guys, it's, it's a really good movie. Um, it's a horror movie. It's one of the ones people don't remember. Um, but yeah, there's not that many male witches. Um, but that's the one that stands out that makes a male witch center to the movie. That's good. Okay, Could we will watch it. you say that perhaps David Bowie? Yeah. Would David Bowie as the Goblin King count as a witch? I mean, it's pretty close. It's very it's witch close. adjacent. And, it's, yeah. it's, very, it's very adjacent and it's very similar to what we're seeing in the horror warlock. Yeah, with the kids and the stealing babies and all that. Yeah. It's very close. Is he a witch? That's... Uh, that's I don't know. It's, it just question. it feels it feels witchy though, like when you see him there, and it's also almost. David Bowie, so you're almost right. rooting for him the whole movie because it is David Bowie. Because <laughs> it's, it's David Bowie, exactly. Yeah, it's David Bowie. <laughs> um, I think another. So that is good. So eighties didn't have a lot of guys. They didn't have any positive guys. But again, the Satanic Panic. So mm -hmm. um, another one that I really loved was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That. The fantasy, the fairy tale. The... Did they? Um, I don't remember if they made that into a movie in the in the eighties. Um, I, I I recall the two thousands version. Um, oh, but really? the Yeah, the two. Honestly, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is probably one of the books because I read it as a book, and then I I, I actually was in a play version of it um, when I was a when I was a kid, I mean, little bitty kid, I was a mushroom. It was very exciting. I got to be a mushroom in a play. But um, it was probably, if you were to say, well, Heather, what books got you into witchcraft? I would think that was probably one of the ones. So I'm totally with you, Patty. It's so... Okay, so that was a, a book in the 80s, and then it was a movie later. I just got that wrong. No, there was yeah, an 80s no. version. There was an 80s there was, version. Was there a cartoon I, I version? Was there a cartoon uh, There version? was a cartoon version. There was also a live action version. I don't remember 80s. it. And I remember seeing the live action version before I read the book. I mean, it's wow. not, it was not a huge production. It was not something that was marketed like a Star Wars or anything, but it aired like on cable. And sometimes you might see it like, like in the middle of the day during Christmas vacation or something. But yeah, it existed. Well, it you guys have stumped me. I, I don't know that I've seen the 80s version of the movie. That's, that's, maybe I saw it, I don't remember. <laughs> so well, you have homework good. too. I have homework. I have homework. It's we're not gonna, good. Gonna, <laughs> I don't mind. I watch bad stuff too. That's the key. You know, yeah. my film professor once said that you, to, to make good movies and to understand good movies, you have to watch the bad ones too. I've seen some really bad witch movies, let me tell you. <laughs> So uh, what do we think? It's interesting how we're talking about, like, is the Goblin King? A, is, so what are we looking at what we consider is a witch, whether titled or not, or what society considers a witch? Or is it does that mean it's just like when we get into definitions of what is a witch? Is it your religion, your philosophy? Is it your practice? Is it that? So what maybe we should determine and it could change every week if we want. What is, how are we determining what is a witch in movies? Well, I think, you know, in my book, I was very strict. I have, I have my um, rules and it had to, my rules for my book study were that the, 
um, the movie or in some capacity had to call the figure a witch. There, it wasn't just that the person could do magic. There had to be some kind of some kind of indication from the movie universe itself that this person was a witch. And so I was looking at it in a very uh, academic way in that in that way, a sociological, if you will, um, because I need I was doing a study to understand how witches were represented. Um, I could have if I had expanded it out and been more broad, I would still be writing the book. Um, <laughs> but I think I think we could have a more broad. Um, I mean, here in, in our discussions, I think we should have a more broad um, ideas because um, magic is used by people by characters um, that aren't always called witches. There's wizards. There's magical nannies. I mean, you, you talk about the black cauldron. There was magic in that. Um, you know, there's 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 magic and like the uh what's it the goblin king you know so mm. i think extending out is you know a great way to discuss magic and magic is so much fun yeah um you know and then there's other characters like you know one of the ones i had a real conflict with it was whether to represent morgan lefay is she a witch or is she not a witch the 80s had excalibur um the movie one of my absolute favorite movies to watch i have to say um is excalibur i mean was helen mirren's morgana was she a witch or was she not a witch a lot of a lot of uh, academics would say she's not a witch so i think we should have those discussions i think we should bring up all the magical people good i do too i do too was mary poppins a witch i think so oh absolutely she had tendencies i think <laughs> So when we do this, this is we, this is first time out, everybody. So we're going to grow and develop, and every week might be a little bit different. We do want your input on this. We want to know your favorite witches movies. We want to know subjects you want to discuss, like is it different decades? Is it good witches? Is it bad witches? Is it style, dressing? You know, what are some of the things that we should tell people, write us about? I want to know people's favorite witches. I think I think that would be a great starting point, you know, because with, there's so many movies, we all miss movies. And also, I think mm -hmm. we're also going to talk about TV shows a little bit too yes. on the show. So mm -hmm. we want to know people's favorite witches so that we can explore them and maybe be introduced to new things and see what has really resonated for witches, especially right now. Right, right. In the resurgence of everything. So now we're going back to the movies. And, and though some of this stuff that we're going to give you homework with, you're not going to go see at the movies, but you're going to download it. You're going to upload it. You're going to go DVR it. And I'm really excited about this because my little head is spinning and there's so much to talk about. So what other homework should we give people for next week? Do we know? Well, I think definitely going to see, um, if you ha haven't seen The Witches of Eastwick, um, or what else did I, what else did we mention? Warlock, or um, some of the other movies we mentioned, catch up on some 80s movies. I think that's the, that's the uh, homework, that would be the homework for this week, is, is check out some of the movies we've mentioned to kind of see how you feel, or do you agree with us about them or not? And then, you know, like you said, I think, or, or like Jason said, I think one of the good things is, is bringing movies maybe we haven't seen and give us homework to do because there's nothing more fun than watching these movies in the end. I mean, that's the goal, right? Yep. Okay, I like that. So um, we've got ideas like teen horror witches, the craft, 
we got to talk about the craft, whatever decade that was. I don't even know. Was that the 2000s? Was that the 90s? I don't know. I have no sense of time. It's a witch thing. Um, <laughs> the Witch Next Door, real witchcrafted movies, uh, fantasy and witchcraft. What did they get right? What did they get wrong? Um, I worry about one of the things that, you know, Wizard, Harry Potter, of course, it's got its own subject. I worry, and, and more from, because from the horror thing in, in all my ghosty world is I worry about people saying stuff that they don't know what's saying on a movie or on a TV. Um, some, some, something that I experienced, somebody wrote a film with and I sat down for five hours and I go, well, you can't say that on, in a movie. And, and they're like, but you said that. I go, well, I know I said that, but you don't want to be one of those cursed movies, do you? Because I don't think necessarily energy, spirits, you know, deities know the difference of an actor reading off the page, you know, whatever they want to say. So I change the words to be meaningless, but sound just as good, just as scary, just as magical. I think that's stuff to look at, too, because you see, again, what they do wrong, what they do right, and what's a little scary. Because I think things do affect things. You know, they say intent is everything, but a really good actor has got really good intent. That is very true. You get a, you get a good um, a method actor in there, and you'll have some ghosts flying around that set. That's for sure. And there have been sets that have been rumored to be haunted, although I don't know if anybody's gone on there. And actually, uh, I think Practical Magic is one of them. And, um, of course, Rosemary's Baby is the, is the most famous. Were they cursed? I don't know that there was anyone there to prove one way or the other, but it's possible, like you said. I mean, it is absolutely possible, if, especially with method actors. Exactly. That's what I think is, I am here and I'm conjuring, I'm conjuring. So at least at least take the real words out of it. I do a lot of, you know, sound magic and it's like, maybe we shouldn't say that. So everybody, we all have homework. We're going to go watch the warlock witches of eastwick anything else we want should we pick a, a subject for next week like should we move up the decades like 90s witches or good witches or bad witches i'm i'm in for whatever you guys want what what would be a great thing for both of you i love the our magical nannies witches as a topic <laughs> I mean, it's also it's also an excuse to rewatch. uh you know Mary Poppins and the second and the new Mary Poppins movie, which I also liked. And okay. anytime I can get Dick Van Dyke's accent, I mean, I'm mad. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Okay. And and yeah. and he is still doing it. So everybody, if you have ideas, we want to hear from you. So go to we're going to come up with all sorts of things and pages. But right now, um, go to pattynegri.com or email me at patty at pattynegri.com. On there, we will get, we're going to put this on Facebook and YouTube. We want you live commenting. We're going to put your comments right up here on stage live for next week, Wednesdays, because it's witchy Wednesdays from here on in. We're the Witches Movie Coven. So this is Patty. And Heather. And Jason. Come circle with us. <laughs> Should we cackle? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if I can cackle. You can cackle, Jason.